0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson, or sometimes my wife, Jenny Wren. Just a quick note to say that throughout this episode, myself and my guests sometimes do get a little bit potty-mouthed. There is the occasional profanity. So if you find that right now you need to listen through headphones, if you've got kids around or something else, then it might be an idea to do so or come back later to this episode. I hope you enjoy the episode and will let me know what you think. I look forward to see, uh, seeing you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson. Uh, it's nice of you to come and join me again. Hope everyone's keeping well. Um, what's going on in your lives? Hope you're all uh, enjoying these little episodes I'm throwing out at you. Hopefully, you're taking some little kernels of information away and using them in your life to hopefully have a slightly happier healthier moving breathing living existence anyway today i am very excited to welcome the fact that i have got brian mckenzie on my show brian is a coach basically he goes into all of this on the episode but he's kind of one of my favorite people to follow on instagram he drops so many kind of truth bombs i think that's what the kids call it these days um and yeah it's just i when i set this podcast up i obviously had one or two people who i was really excited to talk to brian's one of these people who i had at the top of my list is if i could get to talk to them i would i i could pretty much finish this podcast being pretty happy i've probably got two more people on that list uh who have i got andrew huberman if you ever listen to this andrew you're one of them and uh patrick beach if you ever listen to this you're the other one and you said you'll do it so you need to do it but anyway so getting brian on to do this was amazing uh, we talk loads of all mainly in and around stress uh some of the physiology behind it also the idea of primary emotions and emotions in general as well as then kind of getting a little bit into i don't know regenerative agriculture and, and the like again and um yeah. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, as I said, I really enjoyed it that I got to talk to him. I definitely hum and haw quite a lot. Apologies for that. I um, just did it again. I need to work on that. I, I understand that. So, apologies, guys, for my humming and hawing. But still, ignore me. Listen to Brian. It's well worth your time. Let me know what you thought. Please leave comments. Please go rate, subscribe, review the episode. Please share these little clips that I cut out and put on social media. Um, the more we can share some of this knowledge and information around the hopefully the better we can all be with all sorts of elements of our lives. So anyway, I shall shut the hell up and let you crack on and I will see you all very soon. Have a great day guys and enjoy this episode. There you go. Um, Yeah. Cheers for doing this. A bit of a, pleasure to have you on i was kind of you're kind of in my list i've got a list on my phone of people who i wanted to get on a podcast when i started this and you're pretty much at the top so uh yeah it's, it's, yeah <laughs> it's mainly mainly because i want to ask you uh and i'm trying i'm tr- clearly i think i'm i'm out of my league here because i want to try and-
1: I, 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 I'm on, I i i should say i'm honored and it, it, it's privilege and you know i i appreciate what you're doing um and you know it's a uh, anybody in this space who's who's kind of who, who it's obvious you're in the, you're in service is part of what you're doing so you know it's well, a i hope so uh, you know, so um, well it is so
0: um
1: anyway so, I'm, I'm honored
0: thank you that's uh, a sweet um I, I'm, I'm gonna try not get to let it get run away like it did with rob uh, where we ended up spending the first 20 minutes just talking music. Um, but before even introducing him as a name or anything, but um, one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to, one of the things I always wanted to get to you, because in loads of podcasts and loads of chat, it always comes up with like, you know, you grew up like a punk kid and like, it's always the same with Andrew Huberman as well. I want to try and chat to him about it as well, but he might be out of my league for a while. Um, but <laughs> growing yeah, up a good, punk kid. Good then, luck on that.
1: I, I, I know, I, I know like, <laughs> huge podcast that can't get him because yeah, exactly
0: he's, so busy and, and
1: so buried in work and him and, and, and the shit he's doing oh he man doesn't, and,
0: doesn't. and it's so good as well the work he's doing unreal yeah. man yeah. that that podcast is just blown up education for everyone um yeah so punk rock we're gonna start with that briefly because i am a hardcore punk kid myself um i've got some hot water tattoo hot water music tattoos on my chest and. Uh, whatever else but um yeah one of the things I have been finding and throughout all of these chats I've been doing with people who some podcast is called move breathe live um and so I'm trying to get movement people breathing people hopefully for and people who just want to live I guess and hopefully educating in some way for them to live a better life but there's this overarching thing of so many people who seem to get into this space grew up as like punk rock kids or like metal kids And it kind of just really got me thinking of like in my head, I know that like punk directed me. I mean, I was never like a wild kid as such, but it definitely like just gave me an outlet of, and then, but also I think like a community as well, which I kind of feel is kind of missing in a lot of mainstream stuff.
2: And um,
0: yeah, I think from my perspective, I was like, how, you know, do you kind of see that like the punk side of things has kind of given you like a branch to, think outside the box
1: uh my foundation is punk being punk yeah um i, I that was I, it, but you know i mean i started listening to punk rock fuck, fifth grade oh, right. fifth.
0: which how old is that just because i'm not sure what that is in the uk uh, to americans
1: i would like, say that's probably around nine or ten
0: Okay, cool. And what what was yeah. your experience of punk rock at that time? What, uh, like, bands. What bands?
1: Exploited, Agent okay. Orange, yeah. uh, Ed Kennedy's, um, yeah. badass. You know, Sex Pistols. Um, you know, uh, I I wasn't really into New York punk, um,
2: right?
1: Uh, but I I mean I grew up in Orange County, California, mm-hmm. so yeah. And and I look, I mean. <laughs> I don't talk about this a lot, but it's a fact. The fact is, is I grew up in, you know, I grew up in a very, very, uh, in a hotbed of punk and skinhead. Yeah, yeah. It was full, like there were so many skinheads, like skinheads were the thing. And I was friends with a lot of skinheads and I hung out with skinheads. I didn't understand that. No. (laughs) It wasn't until I actually was in a moment right around high school beginning of high school like ninth grade where I separated myself from that and I was like yeah that's not like I I, I'm not that guy (laughs) and I never shaved down um any of that um but I it's you know I was fucking young man but but it was my outlet and they were the people that understood that 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 I felt connected to. Yeah. Um, I rebellious. I uh, was very rebellious. I did not like authority. I did not like being told what to do. Uh, I loved having the freedom to choose what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, that e- either makes me extremely punk rock or American.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's why. Uh, both. <laughs> maybe that's why uh, you
1: know punk grew up out of America. Do you know what I mean? Like. Potentially. I mean, look, it it was in the, you know, like, uh, like I listened to, you know, plenty of UK punk, um, but, you know, it, it, um, it helped me understand a lot, but I, I, I moved from punk to metal in high school. Okay. And found a new group of friends because of this separation that began to occur um you know i got into sports etc but i I always been in sports Um, yeah that was probably my saving grace um from a lot of damage that i saw a lot of other friends go through and still go through um but i got into metal and then it was like i got into things like the grateful dead yeah uh, like Like all of a sudden I started getting dosed with all this just eclectic mix of stuff. And then when I actually got out of high school, um, you know, I I cleaned up pretty early on uh, before I before I turned 24. I got totally clean and had to change my life. And I was mentored by a guy who 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 like took me to uh, the Philharmonic and introduced me to classical and opera. Nice. And I got a minor education, not a lot, but yeah. I got some education in that stuff, and got to understand the arts. And I got to see where and how punk and metal and all of these things start. Like I was like, "Wow, oh, like Box, kind of the metal guy of like <laughs> <you know, laughs> yeah. classic, you know, you know." <laughs> at any rate, you know, I, 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 I always understood that I was not different but that i wanted the ability to choose what i wanted to do and i was never going to follow the classical way of doing anything
0: yeah which is definitely kind of i guess like of all of the i mean there's a whole group of i mean these days you can't look left or right on uh, social media without seeing uh breathing people popping up here and there and everywhere um which is many is brilliant in many ways but um I kind of, I think I spoke when I was speaking to Rob about it, I kind of said there's a, there's, you know, and I had Patrick McEwen on my podcast a few weeks ago and I've done the Oxygen Advantage and, you know, I think he's done some amazing work. Um, uh-huh. But I kind of feel at the moment in particular with his work, there's a lot of people who are just parroting and copying kind of what he said. And I kind of, with you today, I don't really want to dive too much into breathing because it's, you know, I've had breathing people on what i kind of, want to look at me more is kind of stress i guess and 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 yeah. life bits and
1: good one, one I, of it i don't even consider myself a breathing guy no, no i mean that's the thing i've never really
0: you know when i was kind of getting really into sort of all of these breathing people online and stuff you were kind of like that guy who in my head as a i don't know i have probably haven't said but we haven't even introduced you we'll fucking do that in a minute anyway uh but i'm a nurse as a background i like i've i've gotten a background in cardiology and in Uh, A&E and I just I was at this stage fed up with like people coming into the hospital and you're already trying to deal with them after the horse has bolted and I'm not saying that a lot of the breathwork people aren't trying to do that but there's a bigger picture and I always kind of felt that the work that you and Rob and Emily and stuff are doing is much more bigger picture and uh, yeah so one of the best things I think you posted i've ever seen you post anyway it was like a 10 minute monologue of like primary emotions i think it was
1: oh yeah
0: yeah and to me that was just like ah uh, it just sung to everything like that i that i was feeling and, and and thought and how we can try to view things um and so yeah that's kind of going to be where the start point is when i've introduced you because i will better do that i'm going to put a fucking intro in the beginning but never mind um so i've got brian on my podcast today uh and so brian do you want to just give us a quick say hello i don't know introduce yourself say who you are what you are um sure i'm a
1: punk uh, kid <laughs> bro- <laughs> um brian mckenzie and i've uh I, I i i guess you could say i i'm i'm a coach of sorts Um, I mentor a lot of people. I work with a lot of athletes, a lot of people um, in different areas, Um, whether it's sport or, um, you know, it's corporate or military or law enforcement um, or firearm. Um, I I do a lot of different stuff, uh, but it all revolves around stress and how we manage stress. Um, and my background in the last 20 years has really, it started with under getting a, a, a dosing of movement. Movement was basically my foundation of training and understanding that. I got into strength and conditioning. I kind of created a little bit of a paradigm shift in the endurance world very early on in my career. When I was, we, we looked at Lowering volume and endurance training and increasing strength and conditioning to complement the endurance training. But we yeah. used skill-based approach to endurance training, meaning we were really using skills and drills to reprogram the nervous system and the way the body moved, and then coupling that with strength and conditioning. So I wrote a couple a, a couple books on that. One was Power Speed Endurance, the other one was Unbreakable Runner. Um, which was a New York Times bestseller. Um, And then I wrote a third book with Andy Galpin called Unplugged. Um, And Andy and I have been uh, friends now for quite some time, Um, but he was somebody who questioned what I was doing, especially at the breath space in the beginning. Right. Uh, You know, and he didn't believe a lot of what I was saying was going on. And I finally got him to come and do some stuff at my facility um, And that was kind of one of the spearheading points in terms of relationships with scientists, because he, he got to see firsthand what I was doing was beyond what they were talking about with inside textbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not an academic right? Like it, I'm just not, um, I am I'm, I'm an experiential person. So I read, act, I read a lot. I go through a lot, but I kind of apply a lot. And so my movement background moved more into this understanding of, well, what's going on inside the body. Yeah. And so looked at the physiology and then kind of when we stumbled on the breathing thing, um, I did probably eight years ago or nine years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I it just flipped my lid that we weren't thinking about this in terms of how we were approaching training because of what we were getting out of a resistance breathing device for organization of the body and movement standards. Yeah. It changed the way we moved when we put a resistance breathing device on somebody's face. And I was like, Oh my God. And then we figured out, Oh, you've got a resistance breathing device on your face. It's called a nose (laughs) and like, so then I was like, "Well, I wonder we I wonder what this is doing, like from a physiological standpoint." And I, I had yet to read really anything. I, I had I had listened. I, I had uh, gone through Buteco stuff. Yeah, I had Buteco information. I had already like I I actually not a lot of people know this, but I spent a lot of time with Wim Hof. I was yeah. very close to Wim Hof very early on. Um I mean he spent the night at my hu- he's he's stayed at my house before. Yeah. Um you know we brought him to LA um Laird uh when I was when Laird and I were uh working together and training together. Um and I then started to get into understand breathing and the brain and what was going on with that because I was experiencing such considerable changes in how I was starting to look at training and, and why yeah so i started to understand the neurobiology of stuff um for, you know just from, from from a basic standpoint um and, and enough to be dangerous about it right
2: yeah.
1: um and it, we saw the total circle of of what what breathing was doing but the, but the thing was is breathing is just simply so when, when we when we voluntarily believe or, breathe or we consciously breathe, that's how we manage stress. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When we're not in control of it, that's respiration. So that's how energy is actually, even though we can manipulate energy through control of breath, we're actually manipulating how we're dealing with how we're managing stress, where when we're when we let it go, And it's unconscious. This is respiration. This is how we're actually moving energy, right? Because this is what's going on most of the day. Yeah. So what were the byproducts of what we were doing with training and controlling energy and then, or controlling stress. And then the variable of like what happened to the body afterwards and how we managed stress throughout the day and how energy was moving. And the fact is, is stress and energy, you cannot separate we want to separate them we want to talk about them like that and we want to talk about everything as though it's this separate thing but the fact is is there's matter there's energy and there is and things need to die in order for that to happen
2: yeah 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 yeah. okay
1: yeah you cannot change any of that it just is what it is And, and this is going on right now and it's not happening in the past and it's not happening in the future it's just happening now and it's really hard to wrap our heads around that and that's where kind of the deeper side of of this stuff goes and where like you have to look into what the spiritual teachers are talking about because there's a reality that we're not understanding that we're all trying to play in outside of that reality and this is why we're such a really messed up place is because we're constantly like not dealing with a past or things that happen then trying to predict the future that (laughs) we have no way of predicting because we're not in the present
2: right yeah yeah
1: good friend of mine peter crone talks about this real well and you know but there's physiological consequences for all of this so the cells it we now understand, well, most scientists now understand or believe that each cell in our body has its own consciousness, right? So you've got, you've got all of these receptor and effector protein sites on a cell. So these are things that take in information. So think, think of it as your five senses, right? So they, the five senses take in information with those proteins, and then there's action that occurs as a result of that information emotions play into these things Yeah. yeah. and, and I can't go into the details of how emotions occur or any of that I'm not a scientist like that but I do know that we've got this limbic system that's constantly working and we are hardwired up through as emotional beings as many as most species are on this planet right like so my most animals deal with what are like this is what you talked about in the beginning primary emotions yeah emotions were never intended emotions are not intended to be these long-term things.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: These short term things, but we're, we've made life so comfortable and we've, we've domesticated ourselves so much that we're living in this thing where we're growing out how we're supposed to feel like we're supposed to be happy all the time.
2: Yeah. And then if you're not, then yeah, if you're not, then
1: just Yeah. And I've, I, I've mentored a couple people who are just the happiest people in the world all the time. And it's, you know, and, I, and I'm like, so what were your parents like? They're like, they're happy too. And I'm like, so do you think that's weird that <laughs> you're doing what they do, but, <laughs> like, you know, but, you're not supposed to be angry all the time either. You're not no. supposed to be sad all the time either. Like you're supposed to be sad when things are sad, and you're sp- but you're not supposed to hang on to these things.
0: But also, and- those things that can be sad and it- can be there for a reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, or you know, it's yeah. being sad could be a positive sad or it could be a negative sad. I don't know it's kind of yeah. Do you yes. know
1: what I mean? And, it, yes. and the problem Correct. is, you
0: and you know, the same with anger. Like I think you mentioned in that um, little video, but you know, you know, you could be angry for a very legitimate reason. And that anger could save your life or save your As, partner's life or something. Or you could be angry because you've just not dealt with shit.
1: Correct. Correct. So my, my 20 years or so has become this kind of amalgamation of um, really understanding human behavior. Mm-hmm. And it coming down to helping people understand stress and the the interesting thing about being human being is that we are the only species that voluntarily engages in stress in order to get what we want or
0: create an adaptation what so would you say that in a like i.e., we voluntarily go and chuck ourselves in an ice bath or um, correct or corner or you know, or run fucking five thousand
1: miles, or go for, a run. 5, away, go whatever for a run, or yeah. you know, like, right, like, or uh, have sex. Yeah, yeah. Beyond, yeah. beyond procreate, like procreating. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, I know I'm gonna get a feeling after. You know, I know something's gonna happen <laughs> after that, right? Like, yeah. Done deal. Like, yeah. why is it other animals only engage seasonally in this? Yeah, that things? is true, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> So, you know, like, like, and and I mean, look, there's, there's nuances in there, but the fact is, is consciously we, we are the only species that know that that really engages in stress throughout our entire day. I wake up and I go do something usually that requires energy. That's a stressor. That's a stimulant.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm looking for a return on that somewhere. Right. So we understand there's adaptive processes in that. Everybody, everybody does this in some capacity throughout their day. Unfortunately, the problem is, is that because of the domestication of man, we, we've lost sight of this and we're trying to, we're we're handing over way too much power to others to make it convenient for us to not have to engage in these things yeah knowingly right yeah. like i can just order a pack and i i partake in this i can just order a package and it'll be here by the end of the day or by tomorrow yeah i right? like so how how do how does that have anything to do with what we're doing that just dulled my understanding of a process that that, that used to take a lot yes of, work right and so how, how what about my day then becomes well now i don't have to do as much as a yeah. result of
0: but then what's the uh you know and this you know this is where i kind of see from my background and i just did a post today about uh I, my wife had the car because she's driven in so i basically walked down i had to walk 25 minutes into town with my laundry to go to the laundrette, because I'm living in a van at the moment. So I had to take seven, 10 kilos of laundry down to the laundrette, do all the washing, walk the dogs as well, then go and collect it all, then walk the dogs in, then walk home. And it was kind of like, you've, I've given my, do you know what I mean? Not by removing that whole element of stress, like people, it, it seems absolutely baffling for someone to the idea of walking to to do something to increase the stress because everything's become so uh comfortable but the problem you know and then this just kind of goes on and on and it kind of always reminds me of Wally. like i mean that's as far as a disney film is concerned it's pretty 100%. bloody accurate do you know what i mean we're we're, um, we're at
1: we're, we're already we're pretty much there
0: yeah yeah um and it, so it's kind of that thing of one of the things i kind of maybe you can dive into, because you'll probably, well, I know from your videos, you'll be able to explain it reasonably well. People avoid those feelings. So, you know, me hiking down there, you know, it wasn't hard at the end of the day, it's I'm fit and active, whatever else, but for somebody doing that, they would be like, it would be outrageous. The idea of like carrying bags. And so they run away from that feeling, which is uh. essentially the stress, you know, they've, uh. they've been given that stress. So, that stress that people run away from, and I know, as I've just said, huh. but your videos you'll explain it well. That CO two being like the stress molecule, and um, maybe just briefly, what you know, how you know, I know I've heard you previously say, but everything has a cost. So whether it be physical, whether it be mental, whether it be playing chess, and as uh, Sapowski says, burning six thousand calories playing fucking stress, which people are blown away when they hear that but everything has a cost like there's always a cost of burning energy so maybe so people have an idea that when they're feeling that whether it be having to go and do something they don't want to do or you know ice baths for instance the idea freaks them out before they even get in the pool so again those emotions can you just kind of perhaps break down co2 for us and then how that's the driver of or you know a primary driver of this stuff
1: well it's what we believe right now is one of the primary drivers right yeah yeah yeah. Uh, the carbon dioxide basically is so it's the end product of it's it's a byproduct of aerobic and, and anaerobic cellular respiration one of the byproducts and that need that needs to exit the system but it also you need a you need this stuff in the system in order to actually help use oxygen and make oxygen actually bioavailable and contain it to a degree to where it doesn't become too oxidative with inside the system so reactive oxygen species so think i mean we're, we're literally oxidizing from the inside out slowly the, the 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 less healthy we get we start that that the reactive oxygen species starts to like kill like we oxidize more. And yeah and yeah. attacks more free radicals right like radicals. so you just become more uh let's not call it septic but you you, you just get a little bit more like like you age quicker and, and yeah, aging yeah. is nothing more than keeping up with the ability, the damage that's being done from this type of stuff, right? Yeah. And so you don't want to speed up mitosis or cellular um, turnover, right? You don't want cells rapidly increase, like multiplying uh, and duplicating and, and growing, right? That's what mitosis is. And we that that becomes cancerous etc but co2 has become is is what we're wired up to to breathe right that's that's the trigger point for us to breathe we inhale you know the compounds that are in the air 21 percent oxygen nitrogen etc um and you know a few other minor things but 21% oxygen goes in. And most of that oxygen comes back out because we can't actually absorb all of that oxygen, but enough of that oxygen gets in that there's trillions of oxygen molecules that line up inside of a red blood cell. The only way for those, those oxygen molecules to come out is because it is is through carbon dioxide, right? You're always going to have some sort of carbon dioxide in the system. Yeah. But if, I don't have enough, I don't release an efficient amount of the carbon dioxide and the cells don't care if they, how that works. They'll just flip to anaerobic aerobic and it'll last for less than two minutes at some point. And then finally it'll start to have to either use oxygen or die out, whatever. Our brain stem has respiration set up in the ponds that literally near the ponds that are dialed in for detecting carbon dioxide with chemoreceptors in the aortic and carotid arteries mainly, although you've got sensors all over in the brain as well, um, because the brain wants to detect if that pH change happens. Higher CO2 means that we are becoming acidic and pH becomes more acidic, which is a death sentence. Okay. We are so tightly monitored inside on how that pH changes and CO2 plays that main role. Now, oxygen can play a role, but a lot of oxygen means more alkaline. And what happens when we become more alkaline is we are basically anesthetizing ourselves. We are basically becoming <laughs> euphoric. We are becoming, um, we're, it's like a drug. It's like dope, right? So you can get to a point to where you can make yourself super anesthetized and then actually you can drop that oxygen low enough to where that same thing happens to where you're starting to feel woozy or anesthetized. Yeah. This is where problems can occur because of the alkaline side, so- either the alkaline side or too low of oxygen side. And carbon dio- this is why carbon dioxide is the first respondent to... This is why we think carbon dioxide is the respondent to stress, right? Yeah, yeah. What we're, this is why we've seen with inside high anxiety patients and, and this is scientifically done. Dr. Justin Feinstein's done a ton of work around this stuff with, you know, bolus hits of CO2 and raising CO2 that people hit panic switches when they're given large doses of CO2. Yeah. And that adjusts based on metabolic output So if I work more CO2 levels increase because energy demand increased and or psychological, emotional output suppresses my ability to actually tolerate more. So if I go and study my brains out or read something in depth and have a heavy duty conversation with somebody and then I try and go hold my breath, I am not going to hold my breath if I were calm, relaxed and chilled out. Right. So. CO two plays this role, but you know I'm I'm certain there's a lot we don't understand, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm involved in a few things right now, um, where we're going to start to really uncover a lot of this stuff. But we're look, you know, so w- when we exhale, what's happening is is roughly seventy percent or so of of all toxins in the body are excreted through breath, right? These are called volatile organic compounds, VOCs. So, this tells us what's being, what toxins and things are coming out. Yeah. There's going to be way more for us to understand here in a very short period of time that we're going to be able to understand exactly how somebody's burning and using energy, right? And, you know, the interesting thing is, is You know, you talked about like, you know, chess players playing chess in a chess tournament and burning 6,000 calories in a day. And you can even endurance, you know, endurance athletes will burn up to 10, 15,000 in a day, like just doing ultra endurance events. The the interesting thing is, though, is that's not sustainable at all. Even a chess player burning 6,000 calories, the sustainability mark is under 3,000, really. It's really this, this fine. And, and Herman wrote a book called burn and he really breaks this stuff down. And this is the importance of things like going for a walk and taking your laundry to the thing. It, like it, actively engaging is because you actually need to move energy from a physical standpoint, whether it's just walking or moving in some capacity to do that. And that's where the hack of working out or yeah. doing a comes yoga in. practice comes in. And to be very clear, these are hacks. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cause yeah, I mean that kind of that bringing that up, it kind of reminds me of, I don't know if you ever read it. I can't remember the guy's name, is Stuart something. He wrote a book called the science of yoga. He was like a New York times bestseller. He wrote this book and it kind of always got me because he, he starts it off and he's, and he basically chats about how, Pre-exercise type stuff, you know, pre, you know, pre, you know, nineteen thirties, forties, when it was like people with hard work, you know, you just farm workers, manual labourers, blah, blah blah, and people were like fairly fit, strong, healthy-ish people, um, and then all of a sudden everything got like, uh, uh, you know, uh, mechanised and whatever else, and all of a sudden it's like, well, we have to go and get fit, we have to go and do you know and all of a sudden you know then it's like everyone's got to be at the gym got to do this got to do that um and to me he kind of missed the point of actually if we kind of could get back to uh like just doing more stuff like naturally like just you wouldn't have to hack and do the gym do that if you just you know walked to the fucking to the shops more with a bag on your back and put your shopping in that and walked home and you know did your daily tasks that way i know it's harder well it's technically harder because people apparently work more and stuff but physically mental like uh physical health wise that's kind of the thing i always kind of felt was like you don't have to do the gym just to be a healthy person correct
1: yeah yeah no you're right like we choose to do these things because we love the the feeling yeah yeah and and the adaptation that comes from these things. Yeah. Right. So, like, I enjoy being flexible. Yeah. <laughs> to some, yeah. in some regards. Yeah. Right. Like, my T spine's a mess right now, and I want to get that more mobile. Yes. Yeah. And, and working better. So, I'm in this pursuit of that change. I'm looking for an adaptation. Yes. Right. No animal participates in an exercise program no yet we behave as though we could create a better training program for a lion
2: yes
0: 100
1: and and where we lost it is what i believe is at is farming agriculture
2: yeah 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 oh. we failed
1: we failed to look to nature and we mm-hmm. thought we could hack it and you can't do that uh, and we've uh, destroyed our ecosystems, our ground, the ground, et cetera. And I'm not going to get into a diatribe because I'll, I'll flip this on its head right now. Is It's like, look.
2: <laughs> I'm with you.
1: There's a reason processed food is good. Some people don't have the advantage of getting to quality food. So processed food was created to to have the nutrients in it in order for people to actually get that. Yeah. Unfortunately, too many people are eating processed food and fast food in almost every meal they have in areas where they don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Meaning people who aren't doing shit or barely doing anything are eating processed food. Whereas if. I've got an, a more indigenous type person, or somebody, or let's just call it a homeless person who's constantly walking, begging, like moving constantly, doing that. Processed food plays a very critical role in keeping that person alive, yeah, and somewhat healthy, yeah. And people don't get that; like no. they're not they, they they just want to throw the baby out with bathwater with everything.
0: Yeah, oh, right? absolutely. I mean, I spoke to uh I think next week on my podcast, I spoke to Sandra Kahn from um who wrote Jaws. Um, yep. and we did we did a whole podcast and you know, again, kind of going into not only destroying uh potentially environment, you know, but bio uh spheres and all sorts, but like, you know, even our faces and our jaws and our and our airways and you know how in the last ten thousand years like well even more 500 years but like since the beginning of um agriculture do you know what I mean again we've just kind of yeah. thought that thought we knew better and actually the more we look at it the more we're just destroying our faces as well as like everything else <laughs> yes <laughs> which again yeah. if we then if we then go back to those physiology first principles i guess of like those primary emotions how much is that then driving our inability to have any control over our emotions
1: well here's the thing is we're so like everything we've done we like to we like to pat ourselves on the back so so much and i i it's not to say technology and you know things like aren't great but we're we're still looking for people to solve problems to things that have been a part of the problem. Yeah. You know, with emotions, the problem is, is people buy on emotions and they justify with facts. And because of the amount of information that we have now, they can find a fact on anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and emotions play one of the most critical roles in how we, Move forward. And yet, as, as I stated earlier, they were never intended for long term things. And so if you can wrap your head around that, is an emotion is there for short term. Why? If you can become observant of your thoughts and emotions, you can become much more aware, much more aware and conscious and clear of what's going on.
2: Yeah. Which if, is if, where
1: and the time to do that. Unfortunately, nobody wants to spend time with themselves like that.
0: But that's where, essentially, this stuff does come to the breath of, like, having the ability to have some kind of volition around the your breath to actually be able to take two seconds to tune in is, is, is where, really, the breath becomes the beginning of the important side of this work. Do you know what I mean? Without wow. kind of diving huge into all of the breathwork stuff you know the basis of you know, and again this kind of goes back to almost where we started with uh spiritual backgrounds and those people having more of a solid not a solid background but having more of an idea of you know the the monks and the the yogis and the Taoists and whatever else having a a spiritual practice which guides them through the breath, 95, 99% of the time, all of those practices are based in and around the breath, but to be able to observe and be able to, and, and, and witness what you're thinking, thinking, feeling, sensing, emoting, to then allow you to either fucking react or not.
1: Yeah. Well, why am I having this emotion? Right. Yeah. Why, what, what, what's going on? Why, why am I sad right now? That thing that happened back there, What's happening in front of me?
0: Yeah. I don't know because I'm fucking too busy looking behind me.
1: Exactly. Right. Like it'll get to that point. Like if you do the work, if you're allowed to sit, but, but, but so bodies typically, so the human body, anybody, right. Including plants (laughs) have rules of association to prevent toxicity or damage hmm and when taken out of their natural environment or domesticated that those rules of association start to diminish and we start to no longer pay attention to what those are that's why as what i was alluding to there was <clears throat> we've advanced supposedly as a society it like especially technologically in ways that we cannot keep up with biologically. Yeah. Yeah. But we have not progressed emotionally.
2: No. Yeah.
1: In fact, it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's almost like and- one of
0: those kind of, uh, as one goes, I can't remember what that, what you call it as yeah. like one pushes the other one. Just look
1: at back. social media as an example. And, it, and it's not a negative Unless that's how you want to look at it, right? Yeah. But you've given people the opportunity to come on to a place and think that their opinion matters.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: On on every
0: day. On, every day. Every, every day. five minutes.
1: They've everybody's got their own platform. And they're on there scrolling and liking and scrolling and liking and, and then commenting or getting pissed off about something or getting the, or great. even like, look, yay, you're the best. Like, I'll be honest. I almost look at all of that the same. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that'll flip some people's lids because it's like, oh my God, like, why would he say that? Like, I think he does like great work. And it's like, look, I appreciate that. But I'm not doing this so that you tell me that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, 100%. I'm doing this because I know what I've experienced and used with other people and seen it change their lives in a way that is moving society back to a place to actually get more emotionally intelligent. Yes. Yes you thinking you need to insert your comment your opinion your political side all of that and 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 let's not make any mistakes i have played a a part in all of that (laughs) i've had to do work around all of this stuff right i've had to learn what it's like to be a monk i've had uh, that was what i had to do i needed to go and do that and, and take part in that and spend the better part of a year really understanding a lot of this stuff and then taking that year and then exploring even deeper and spending the last five years really shredding all of that stuff down to go why do i care so much when somebody says something about me like why do i dance like a why am i a people pleaser yeah right why do i like to please people oh You know, where does that stem from? And why am I hanging on to something that happened back there and not looking at what's right in front of me and the work that I'm doing and I'm passionate about. And it, it becomes difficult because we're so attached to these emotions that we think that this is who we are. Yeah. We think we are the identity of what, we do yeah when in
2: fact yeah yeah yeah
0: which again but that then leads into like i guess all of these like i think you know and i guess you know that can give you an identity but at the same time then again it's that identification with the identity you know it kind of goes into a bit like i guess with your background with like endurance running endurance stuff or with like you know, yeah. Yogis with getting like super, like they do nothing, but you, you know I mean it's so fixated? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it happens in every every single thing. But you know, you kind of I'm always a bit of a, a flapper, I kind of go oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you know, I never really 100% balls deep kind of commit to something, but like you can almost when people are doing that, you, like my wife and I are kind of always joke of when you see when some of our associates that uh, are associate, uh, people that we know are kind of getting seriously into running it's a bit like what are they running away from <laughs> and you know that, it's not always the case i, I can't but...
1: i can't tell you how many times i heard that when i was in ultra running people like <laughs> what are you running from <laughs> why are you doing why would you do that <laughs> um no you're not like look I, I i think bruce lee will probably be um uh, ahead of his time until the human race doesn't exist
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: rob and i had a uh, little chat about that too
1: yeah yeah i, I yeah. like you, you it's
0: just so like figured it out man. philosophy figured man it is out. Is
1: yeah so he, ahead he, of the game i i think he figured it out and um you know it's a uh the, the concept of be like water it's like look I, like I have routines and things I like to do, but I also, I like to do new things as well and engage yeah. in new and, and go learn, you know, new things. And, and that's the problem. That's what getting old is, is we start to just start to do the same thing. Same day thing. In, day. Nice and On. safe. Yeah. And until and it becomes, I'm in front of a screen most of the time getting my information from whatever's in front of me versus the information that's out there, like in the, in this world, this beautiful world that exists
0: and how you can experience that in that N equals one way, which is, I mean, like you've said, how much you've learned through self like exploration and self experimentation.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it shows up in everything we do. I mean, that's why we do this N equals one N equals stuff. One. Like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, It only takes a couple things for us to do where we can expose somebody's habits, yeah. behavior, voidant or protective. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's simple. we we'll give them some physical exercise after we give them some very calm stuff to do. And then all of a sudden you have, you implement some sort of variable, but you don't mention anything about performance. And all of a sudden they're thinking about how many reps or how heavy or how long they can go. And it's like, That wasn't a part of the equation. So why did that show up?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Not a part of anything we were discussing and yet it showed up for you. Why? Yeah. Well, I'm basing who I am on this. That's usually what people arrive at. And it's like, why? How does that define you? Yeah. Do you really want that to define you? Maybe your body's telling you something right now, like that's it. And why aren't you? What other things could be happening as a result of that? Are you being to be a professional athlete no okay so why is that so a goal? important
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah for sure um cool Well, i can't believe it's basically nearly been an hour because i could probably just feel like we could probably just chat for ages but um i kind of i've got one thing i've finished all my episodes with um which is basically in a sh- shortest like two minute little clip i guess um It's called Move, Breathe, Live. Hopefully trying to get people to figure out how to move, breathe better, to live a better, happier life, essentially. So in and around those things, um, what could you recommend, hopefully, that someone could take away and they could kind of go implement something in their life that would just give them a better idea of dealing with shit, I guess?
1: Uh, Yeah. Walk, walk, walking changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. much as anything else has changed my life. Just going and walking. So.
0: Not on a treadmill. Go.
1: go no. No. Just go. Go outside and go walk. And, and, and go long enough to where you clear your thoughts. Control your breathing at some point throughout the day to literally set the basis of what every. Like that. That's how you actually can get conscious control of what's going on. Right. Is if I can control my breathing at first and then take that to being able to be aware of your unconscious breathing,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: getting to a point to where you can be aware of your unconscious breathing and that takes some time, but you can get there, you know? And then I, I think people are way too fixated on arriving at a success that they don't know how to define. And the only success I really think that exists is the one of being of service. Mm -hmm. And so whatever you figure out through your process of practice And I just described some sort of a practice. I didn't tell you what sort of breathing to do (laughs) or how far or or where or how to go walk, you know, like just go for a walk or go move and then go do a little breathing and be more aware of what you're thinking and feeling. And when you start to get to a place to where the light bulb starts to go off, start sharing
0: that. Yeah. Love it. That's kind of, but hopefully that's kind of where I feel like I'm at these days. So, uh, you know, at least it's a, a, a step on the right road. Um, I remember, like, just briefly, you kind of said something very silly. You had something in and around that with uh, and Chatterjee. It was that kind of idea of, like, especially around social media of just like, you know, if you want to show your fucking ass off, go and do it. But, you know, really, this is like the perfect tool to share, like, knowledge and information. Like, yeah. And, yeah and um, and
1: I mean that was actually my point about social media is, is if you're looking at it as this thing that, like I get to go see who's saying what and judge them on that. Yeah. You missed the point. Yeah. And you're one of those people who actually needs to invest in emotional control. Yeah. And intelligence. At a, at a in a capacity that that I did. <laughs> like I, like, I, I, I didn't have these tools and I needed to learn what they were. I mean, I get stuff all the time from people losing their minds, you know, and it's just like, wow, like, this is really how you think it's OK. Like, this is how you behave. Sure. And it's like, dude, there's such an opportunity to actually create a better place, but it's no wonder why it's falling apart because so many people just don't want to actually do that.
0: No, no, I think, yeah, definitely. want
1: to tell people how to live.
0: Yeah. And like in and around, like I'm kind of reading, watching lots about the whole regenerative agriculture stuff these days. And man, that whole, uh, meat versus vegan thing right now is, I mean, it's, it's hilarious to sit back and watch. I gotta
1: look, man. I got a book for people who really want to understand this stuff that would blow everybody's mind. It's called nourishment, nourishment. Yeah. It's by a guy by the name of Fred Ponsner.
0: And, okay. uh, brought that down. uh, it, it, um, it uh,
1: it, it's Fred Provenza. Sorry. And, um, he breaks down. So <laughs> he talks about plants a lot. It's about, plants herbivores carnivores and people right everything dies yeah plants have a consciousness and under plants have more more senses than we do
2: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and there's a process to this whole thing and i'm not suggestive like of any diet anybody needs to subscribe nah. to. If, all you you do what you want. Think, if you don't think that us partaking in this process isn't moving forward. You're yeah. a part of the problem. And this guy yeah. breaks that down pretty well. And, Amazing. you know, it, it, like, look, they're, they're, you should be eating plants. You should also be eating, probably eating meat, unless yeah, you, yeah. it's like toxic to you. Yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people are toxic to plants, but this this book is mind blowing on the depth of where he goes with it. And the understanding of the fact that plants, some plants have upwards of 20 senses. Uh-huh. And yeah, man. And it, it's nuts. Like just to think about that and go, wow. Yeah. yeah and, and I've long, I've long thought about this and I'm like, I would bet based on the fact that plants do what they do for, for, the, for the planet, there's far more to them than we don't understand.
2: Yeah. And we just Definitely. think of
1: everything as being like an animal is alive. No, 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 no. The everything. air, like we think we live on this planet. No, we live. We live in this planet. The atmosphere yes. is alive.
0: Hundred percent, absolutely. We are nature. You know, it is. We us. are.
2: It is we, us. We,
1: we're, we're, we're 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 in this planet. We are not on it. We're yeah. in it. Yeah. And it's there there's there's a lot we don't understand and the and the only way and, and the cure for anything is understanding so at any rate take the time to go learn and understand yeah. things from a very large information gathering perspective and exactly we're never going to figure it out
0: look at all sides and fucking accept a little bit of everything yep sweet well uh thank you so much for uh doing this it was been an absolute pleasure to have you kind of chat some shit it's uh yeah been, uh, no, thanks for having me there it. so uh cheers nice one